You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Okay, Mary, um, I don't know if you watch The Simpsons all the time. You know, it's become tradition for them on Halloween. They do the Scary Simpsons episode and they do these fantastic stories. And so today uh, we are staging Sibling Talk Scary Episodes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here's I'm scared though, John. I'm a little yeah. scared. I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. So. Yeah. After after a lifetime of the two of us as siblings, you know, when I say we're going to have a scary thing, that's always very frightening. Here's the deal. <laughs> as you know, in the state of Arizona, the Republican-controlled state Senate authorized a private company, not, not any kind of uh, government private company, which is headed by a big lie, uh, stop the steal executive who has publicly said that he thinks the election was fraudulent. They hired these guys and said, we want you to do another audit of the election. Arizona, of course, has had audits of the election anyway. But the Senate said, do it. Court said, "Eh, the Senate says, do it. What the heck, do it. So they took an arena where they have to be out of there, by the way, at least for a couple of days uh, this coming weekend, because there's a high school graduation there. But they shipped all these ballots and they are auditing. Okay, here comes the scary part. What if this company releases its report and it says, uh, you know what? There was a lot of fraud. We used ultraviolet light. Uh, to detect the fraud somehow. They're really doing that. And we have determined that there was enough fraud that Donald Trump actually won the election. Now, I'm going to make this a little scarier. Inspired by that, the legislatures in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, which I believe are all Republican, say, we want to hire that same company. So they find an arena and they count up. And each of them say, Ooh, Donald Trump should have won this election. Now we have enough votes from those four states. I checked it out. We have enough for to, if the election, the Electoral College were held again, for the election to go to Donald Trump. Now you might say, well, what would become of that? Let's go forward to the year 2022. And the Senate and the House both flip. And they are now all Republican and they get together and vote. You know what? We were defrauded. It was wrong. We are recertifying the vote. Donald Trump is now the president of the United States. Joe and Jill, pack your bags. You're moving out. How's that for scary episode? (laughs) I mean, John, that's more than scary. That is really an existential threat to our democracy. I, I can't, first of all, when I heard this thing in Arizona, I just ignored it. I thought, oh, that's so dumb. Those people are so dumb um, because, you know, they're not going to overturn the election. They're not going to find those votes. On the other hand, it's true what you're saying. The company 
is very Trumpy. And the only news media is OAN, which is not exactly a mainline media company. And I know there's one guy from NBC who keeps trying to get in there and they keep throwing him out. He's like, I'm the press. I should be able to go in and see what they're doing. And oh, no, we have press here. We have OAN. We don't need you in here. So the whole thing does feel pretty rigged. But even if that were to happen in Arizona, I, I guess I'm just going back to your counting. My thinking was that doesn't make a difference, right? That's not enough to overturn. So then they'd have to talk the other states into to going through the same process. And, you know, you're which this the whole scenario you lay down for that to happen, John, um, which is so crazy, but we've seen a lot of crazy things in the last six years. Um, you would have a revolution. Well, first, I know it's really crazy. I think you said before, it's so crazy it never would have happened. I think we said that about Donald Trump. That kind of crap just simply doesn't, doesn't happen. I probably would have told you that we could not have a group of insurrectionists invade and get access uh, to the House of Representatives and the Senate. So let's begin with my premise that a lot of crazy crap happens. Because maybe even just after Arizona, Donald Trump now hits the road, something he loves doing as long as he can fly back and be in his own uh, bed at night and starts holding rallies. And he now has something concrete. Folks, Arizona just showed that I really won that election. You people in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, uh, in Georgia, demand that your state do the same. And everybody out there says, M-A-G-A, M-A-G-A. And he tries to rally groups that we know are rallied around this kind of already towards this cause. Am I making it more plausible? Well, you are because, um, you know, when they poll Republicans, a phenomenal number of Republicans believe that Trump did win and that he, you know, that the there was fraud. So I guess it would require in those states mobilizing uh, people. And as, as we have learned, the Republicans are terrified of, sta of standing up to the big lie. I mean, look what's happening to Lynn Cheney right now. For God's sake, you know, there are very few people in the country as conservative as Lynn, Lynn Cheney. And she's basically being run out of the Republican Party. And Kevin McCarthy, who wants to be speaker so badly, he's willing to sell his mother, if the poor woman is still alive, um, is, you know, selling Lynn Cheney right up the river. So I think that if that whole issue could get some momentum, you would start to see um, those state legislatures feeling pressured, whether they wanted to do it or not, feeling pressured to do what Arizona is doing. So you wonder, you know, who's the what's the governor's name in Arizona? I forget. Ducey, is that right? Ducey, Ducey. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. I don't think he agrees with it, and he's on um, Trump's shit list as well. 
um, because he let Arizona, you know, go ahead and certify for Biden. Um, so you have mainstream Republicans and some that weren't even mainstream, some that were Trumpy Republicans, but who have not done his bidding. They're all the Republicans that, that I can see are would be afraid in your scenario, the way you set it up, to stand up to Trump and say, this is absolutely detrimental to the future of democracy. In other words, listen, Donna, regardless of what happened, if you want to be president, run again. And so the fact that the Arizona uh, legislature even did this in the first place is in and of itself, John, dangerous, very, very dangerous, because it feeds into this, the big lie, and the big lie is threatens our existence. In, in my opinion, I mean, I, I don't want to overstate it, um, but when you say it the way you just said it, it's like, wow, what was that trip to Paris we were talking about, if Paris ever opens up again? <laughs> I, You know, I don't think you're overstating it. And, you know, kind of the ultimate protection that we assume is that the man or woman who lost, so Donald Trump, someone who has been president of the United States, that they would stand up and say, we're not going to endanger the country. Uh, two instances that come to mind. Richard Nixon, Nixon probably did have reason to suspect that there had been fraud in Texas and Illinois. But we know from, from his own writing about it that he said, okay, I am not going to disrupt the country this way. No, I will not ask for a recount. We're going to go forward. You know, probably more famously to many of us, uh, Al Gore certainly came to the end of it with the Supreme Court. But Al Gore stood up right after that and said, that's it. Okay, the decision's been made. And I mean, Al Gore was within a couple hundred votes and had a real, real reason to continue a struggle if he could think of a way to do it. But both of those men, and you know, I'm no Dick Nixon fan at all, but both of those men said, the country is more important than me personally. Does anybody believe that Donald Trump is ever going to say there are things more important than me? Absolutely never. He would never do that. And, you know, I think back to Gore, because if you remember, I think it was the Times that went back in to recount the votes, you know, maybe a year later, whatever it was. I, I have a vague memory of this. And Al Gore was like, not on my behalf. Right? You're not doing that for me because we have moved on. George Bush is president and what happened happened. And so we're at this moment where you can imagine that Trump is, if not encouraging them, you know, certainly supporting what's happening in Arizona. And when you said about him starting to tour around the country, that just gives him another opportunity to raise some money. And that's what that dude's all about. He didn't show him that at any point during his presidency that he would do what was best for the country as opposed to himself. So I don't think that there's a hope for that. What's so sad, John, and I think, you know, history, there's a lot of parts of what's happened in the last six years for history to chew on. But one of the things that for me is the saddest is what's happened to what seemed like otherwise legitimate politicians, you know, 
again, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a big fan of their policies, but I never thought Kevin McCarthy would, you know, sell the country out so that he could be speaker. And that's basically what he's doing. And when you hear these reporters say, well, in private, they say whatever, you know, they don't agree with Trump, they don't like Trump, they understand that Biden won, it only makes it worse. Why don't they lie in, you know, to reporters in the same way they're lying to the public? You're absolutely right. And it's, you know, when I tip, tick through my dystopic scenario here, I, I find myself thinking, Okay, where where is the layer that this kind of nonsense get can't get passed? And as you're pointing out there, don't say Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, because both these guys and other people in the Republican Party have shown a willingness to bend to Donald Trump and what he wants. And frankly, I'm gonna go even farther. Don't tell me the Supreme Court either, because I think the Supreme Court has hit a level on several issues that they, like so much of the Republican Party, uh, will support Trump no matter what. I know Roberts is not going to, and I know I'm saying this without us having uh, actually seen how this court will will work. But that one still gets me nervous. Turn on OAN, turn on, on, uh, uh, on Fox. You know, if all that's true, then do we come to the point that these events transpire, that the streets have to light up again? I mean, is that like our last last boundary? And all of that just kind of makes my stomach not so good. Yeah, it's interesting about the, you said that about the court. I hadn't really thought about that. But, you know, this goes on. And let's say even, um, you know, what you call it? Arizona says Trump really won, and then there that's contested, and that goes to the U.S. Supreme Court. It's very sad that we can't know for sure whether or not the court, the way the, way the Constitution, Constitution requires. And I was um, listening, I don't even know who this was the other day, and they were like, a think back to, you know, after Obama was elected and all the Republicans walking around with their little pocket constitution, pulling it out, it's all about the constitution. But at this moment in time, I don't know where those people have put those little pocket constitutions, but they're not relying on them at this moment to do what the constitution requires and what the yeah. founders thought. Yeah, they're sad. not. I know we're coming at the end, it is sad. And I'm certain many of our listeners say, Man, this episode was really a downer in a lot of <laughs> ways. I mean, it brings up things you just can't believe. And so to kind of end that up, I would remind people that this is the anniversary, May 4th of 1970, were the shootings and killings at Kent State in Ohio. And if that doesn't make you feel better, I just don't know what will. Yes, yeah, so do it this way, John. Ten soldiers and Nixon. And Nixon's coming. We're finally, <laughs> We're finally on, on our own. Oh, oh, man. It's incredible. And very last thing is the birthday of our dad. Happy birthday, right. dad. He's been gone from us for quite a while. Uh, but, you know, it's a funny thing. We talk about him all the time and we think about how much he would love sibling talk. The phone would ring right after the episode, I'm sure, for him to give us his opinion. Don't you agree? I agree. I agree. Okay. All Let's right. go take a call Happy from Harry. Happy birthday, Harry. Yeah, bye. bye. 
Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.